Welcome to another edition of the Got To Be Real podcast, a show that informs and explores the people and places that make Chicago great. Good afternoon, guys. I'm Jesse Trevino. I'm here with Steve Abrams. Hi. Nathan Cohen. Uh, hoy, hoy. And together, we, uh, we, we're full-time realtors who happen to love Chicago, long-time residents, and want to bring you stories and insights from our day-to-day lives. So welcome to another episode, and what's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? You doing warm? great. Keeping warm? Great, yeah. It's snowing outside. It is snowing outside. It's horrible. It's a great... I I don't like the cold when it's bitter cold, but the snow makes it so much better. My kids were really excited this morning. Yeah. Yeah. They might be the only ones. Yeah. Eh, I get out there and play. You know? Yeah, it's some snow forts. Do you guys see Bohemian Rhapsody? I can't stop playing Queen in my car every time I get in there. By the way, I have not, but yeah. I will. <laughs> that that is a movie. You know, I know it's getting mixed reviews, and we've talked about it. But I I don't care if it's getting horrible reviews. I'm going to go see it. It is magical. It in is my magical. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Apropos of snow and being cold, um, today we bring you yet another of our fireside chats. We need a theme music for that. We need something that is uh, something reminiscent of, you know, classical sitting with a pipe with a quilt over your lap in a <laughs> front of a fire. I can totally um, see that. I picture that. No, but in all seriousness, we thought that it would be uh, helpful and a good idea to periodically bring in guests and get to know some of our coworkers and people that are that are prominent Chicagoans and certainly ourselves. And today I am thrilled to get to share with all of you the man that we both know and love, Mr. Nathan Cowan, who is sitting across from me. <sighs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. So today is Nathan, and uh, we affectionately call him Nene. But uh, this is really to get to know Nathan and uh, to share some really fun facts about him and uh, how how we all got to this point in our careers. So Nathan, yes, sir. Tell us a little about. So you're from. You were born on a cold and snowy night. No, you're you're born. Where were you born? So I was born in Springfield, Illinois. Um, I was. I grew up on a farm mm-hmm. outside of Springfield called Mount Pulaski, or in a town called Mount Pulaski. Okay. Um, and I lived there for the first uh, 11, 12 years of my life, and that's where my 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 dad's side of the family was from. My dad grew up. You know quarter of a mile where I grew up from and all my uncles and most of my uncles uh, grew up there farming and some of them still live there and farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where I spent the first... Farm, farming what? What products? So... Products? Um, do you call them products? Products. What do you call them? Uh, crops. Crops, yeah. Okay, right. Well, livestock. <laughs> um, so my dad my dad had a field, you know, he did corn and soybeans and we had, we had a few hogs, but uh, uh, my uncles kind of... <laughs> my uncles varied... <laughs> Hogs, cows, beans, uh, corn, wheat, things like that. So, yeah. yeah. And so you were there until what Til age? I was, ele- I think I was 11, 11 and a half, 12. And then? And then spring- I moved to Springfield for a uh-huh. couple of years. 
Um, so we moved to Springfield for a few years. I went to seventh and eighth grade there, and then um, not much to talk about because yeah. it's Springfield. Springfield. No offense to anyone in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moved uh, up to the suburbs of Chicago the day before my senior or my uh, freshman year of high school started. We any sex scandals with any elected elected officials in Springfield? Me personally, no. Yeah. I didn't have any any okay. sex scandals with okay. any of them. But uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Could come clean now if you wanted to. Uh, no. no, but I will say, my, you know, my dad was a political reporter. He kind of transitioned out of the farming, and he was. Uh, in the Department of Agriculture for a little while and involved in government. Uh, he worked for Governor Edgar for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was always political talk around yes. the house, which yeah. was always fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so you were there through high school? I moved, no, no. I moved through eighth grade and in then Springfield. Where? And then Geneva, Illinois. Oh. So that's where I went, I went to high school in Geneva, mm. um, you know, stayed there for a couple of years after, and then... Um, yeah, kind of hit a spree around the country. And then Nathan goes to college. No, Nathan does not go to Nathan college. Nathan does not go to college. Nathan goes where? Nathan Nathan went to, you know, I, I, I went through, I think a lot of people do this. I went through a couple of years just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I ultimately ended up moving to Telluride, Colorado for a year to be a ski bum, which mm. was probably one of the greatest decisions I've ever sure. made in my life. Not just that I got to ski, uh, every day, um, you know, I, I've got some really funny stories about celebrities in Telluride because that's kind of where people go to just cut loose. Uh, but it was great just to get out of this rut that I was in, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and what direction I wanted to go. Uh, so it kind of jolted me out of that too. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And then you, uh, while we were there, were you working while you were there? Yeah, I worked at a restaurant on, a, on the ski hill. And that's where it all began, at least that part of your career. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. That's, I mean, it was a sandwich spot, um, you know, so I wasn't really cooking anything, but that's kind of where I got the bug mm-hmm. to work in the, in the kitchens, oddly mm-hmm. enough. So, and this yeah. was a, a, approximately what year? Do you uh, 2003. Okay. So you were there for several years. No, no, no. So I was in Telluride for one ski season. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so while I was there, I was dating Kelly, who is now my wife. Mm. Uh, and while I was out there, she got accepted to grad school at, in San Diego, at San Diego State. So I'm in Telluride. She moved to San Diego State. And when I got done with the ski season, it was either go back, you know, come back home or go to San Diego. So I went to mm-hmm. San Diego. So I was in San Diego for two years. And those were? That was 2004, 2004 to six. Yeah. And then in, you decided in 2006 or prior to that, to to go to culinary school. Yeah. Yeah. So you are actually a formally trained chef. I am a yes, cook. At a cook. Cook, yeah. Um at one of the most prestigious Yeah, I mean at the time it was I still think it is. Oh yeah. I mean it's I I, don't, I know it's fallen out of ranking. And that one, would be but, known as uh the Culinary Institute of America. Located Hyde, Hyde Park, New York, yeah. Yeah, that's legendary. Oh, it was I mean, awesome. that is It was awesome. That is really like the cordon bleu of the United States. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, like I said, when I was there, it was the number one school. What would, be, what would be better? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, like. I mean, the, the program is intense. It's, you yeah. know, you don't, you're in class for eight hours. You, you're, you're cooking for eight hours, theory. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into, be, you know, going to that school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty intense. And so out of, so you were there until 2000. I got out in 2008 and then. Uh, so I graduated in February 2008, 
I'm trying to remember all these dates. Um, and then I moved to not a quiz. Uh, Las Vegas. My wife and I, uh, Kelly, decided we were engaged at that point and decided to move to Las Vegas. She's, so, a, she's a dancer or what? She's why? a dancer, yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she got a job with the VA in, uh-huh. Las, in Las Vegas and being a cook, yeah. um, I mean, you know, it's working at the casinos with the, I mean, the chefs that come out it's there. It's like Disneyland. It is. And, and you're working at a casino, you're getting full benefits, you're getting high pay. Um, you know, it, it really is a great place to kind of launch a career. Yeah. So. And so you worked. Where? I worked with Joel Robichon at Latelier oh for, I think, a year and a half, two years. How was that? Do you have any good kitchen stories? Holy cow, man. Um, that wasn't, I think anyone who works, you know, Robichon passed away this year. Mm. Um, and it, it was this weird kind of mixture of feelings because the man was so angry. <laughs> If you couldn't do what he wanted, he was notoriously mean, but he was mean because he knew what he wanted and he wouldn't settle for anything less. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy was the chef of this, of the century of the 20th century for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw some really kind of at the time, what I thought were horrific events, uh, but you know, I wouldn't trade it and I would definitely do it again. I mean, you, you can't get to that level in a kitchen. It's, it's a weird thing mm-hmm. to be in a kitchen and try to get to that level. It is not easy. And it's not for, you know, someone who's going to worry about what's happening to them. It's you, you, you take it and you, and you go. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I worked with a lot of guys that came from Paris uh, who worked with Philippe Braun, who was one of Robichon's chefs, you know, and they had scars on their heads from pots being thrown at them and like stories. I mean, there was a a chef who I won't name, but he was banned from MGM for I think six months because someone talked back to him and he picked up a whole fish by the tail and hit her in the face with it. Wow. Almost knocked her out. Wow. So, you know, that type of thing, <laughs> it's, I don't think it goes on much anymore, I, but it's I can't still, imagine that that would work. That well, would, but I mean, that was 2010, 2008, 2009. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You know. That was, I think, around the time, and, and you and I have that in common, that we both rose from the restaurant world and, and spent a lot of time in the restaurant world. And I, I think even earlier than that, I can remember, you know, just inappropriate behavior being a, 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 a hot topic yeah. in, in, in the service industry sure. because it was just notorious for all sorts of inappropriate and very entertaining antics that oh, would yeah. happen backstage, sure. behind the scenes. And so then you came to Chicago, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Came from to Vegas. Chicago from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And what brought you to Chicago? Uh, my oldest daughter was born in Las Vegas. And the schools in Las Vegas were at that time mm. horrendous. Yeah. I mean, they had private schools, but my wife and I didn't want to mm-hmm. pay for private schools. And, um, you know, raising a daughter is tough when you have mm-hmm. no one to help. So we decided, you know, all of our families back here in the suburbs. And, right. um, Kelly got a job transfer to the VA here in Chicago. And I'm, you know, working in restaurants. I can get a job anywhere. Right. Um, so we decided to come back. So and we you came have, back in 2011. You have a bunch of kids. You have how many? I have three. I have do, you, three. do you know them all? Do you know their names? I do. do you know I do. Them? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but my son did. I don't know if I told you guys this. My, my son recently, uh, as in four days ago, asked me, he was, you know, missing mom and She's just gone to work. I'm like, dude, relax. Like, what's it? She's, she'll be back in like two hours. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, uh, he said, mom or dad, who's going to die first? You, mom, Ainsley Sloan, or me? And I go, dude, 
I will probably die first. And he goes, good. Because <laughs> he was missing mom. And I'm just like, oh, oh. I'm like, I know you don't mean that, but man, that hurts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's four, man. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I've, uh, they're growing fast, man. Kids do. Yeah. So you transitioned from, from being behind the line and being in a kitchen to being in the front of the house. Yeah. So right? when, yeah, when I was in, uh, when I was in Las Vegas, I made a, the transfer to, to a sommelier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, as much as I loved cooking, I was never, I was never going to be a superstar cook. I mean, I could, I could make it to the top as a cook, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but if you're going to stay in the kitchen, you want to be a, a chef, you want to be a chef owner. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have that in me. So, you know, when my daughter was born, the drive to put all the effort, the work into it, the 14 hour days kind of dwindled. And, um, you know, I tried to figure out what I could do that would keep me in the restaurant that was just as exciting. And I found a love for wine. Um, so I talked to the head of sommeliers at the MGM Grand. He made me a deal. He, he trained me and he gave me four months and said, if I took the entry level exam for the court of sommeliers and I got the highest score, he would hire me. Wow. Um, so I, I took the exam and somehow I freaking got the highest score and I don't know how. Wow. Um, and the guy gave me a job. So, so. I'm curious um, how we all have gotten to know each other, which is through real estate, because mm-hmm. we're, we're co-colleagues uh, at Century 21 SGR. So then you made the jump into real estate. Yes. And what prompted that? Was there a reason? I mean, was there something you had been interested in? What, what, what drove you to real estate? A very, a very good friend of mine um, and I were discussing and actually exploring the possibility of trying to get into investing. We were both in restaurants still and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how we could set ourselves up in the future for, you know, financial security. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started wholesaling some properties um, or thinking about, you know, like trying to, to trying to build up connections to do fix and flips and things like that. And I just realized that if I was going to be serious about it, getting my license would be the best option because yeah. I can buy and sell property yeah. and, and either save part of the commission or make money. Um, and so I, I took the course uh, through Century 21 SGR and kind of, you know, just made a few connections yeah. and built some relationships very yeah. quickly. I find it interesting, um, as I mentioned, that both of us have a restaurant and service yeah. and customer service background. And... Uh, I, I can imagine that um, talking to customers in a restaurant setting about the type of wine that they like, there are a lot of transferable skills um, that would relate to real estate, to working with clients in, in real estate. It is finding the ideal property or finding the ideal buyer or what are they looking for. I mean, you've, you probably have been in some complicated situations and um, how, how do you feel that your background has teed you up for this career? So um, I, it, it's all dealing with people, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a matter of asking questions, making sure that you understand what people really want, and then trying to help them find yeah. it. Um, but uh, this job is much more intensive because obviously, you know, you're not selling an $800,000 bottle of wine to, and you know, people, well, not well sometimes you are, um, but, yeah. but yeah, so it, but I, I think the skill set is very similar. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah. Just, it's just a matter of 
being with people and yeah. making sure that you understand what what they want. Yeah. So what um, you you you're doing very well at real estate, and your your clients love you, and your coworkers, at least two of them in this room, love you. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> just you're one, one just of them. One of the most popular, you know, uh, just collegial and supportive and uh, helpful, you know, uh, person in our office. And thank you. And I'm not just saying that. Um, but um, what is it that you feel, you know, this is time to gloat, I suppose. Um, what is it that sets you apart from other people in the profession? What do you, what, what is it that people, because you have such loyal customers and loyal clientele and people that stick with you and I've been with you in open houses and people say oh we love Nathan we love Nathan what what do you think that is and how do you think that your background has prepared you for that uh well thank you I I mean I really appreciate the words the kind words um you know I I I don't know I don't know what I mean I try <laughs> and treat people the way that I would like to be treated and I do I panic when I feel like something is not going the way I want it to for my clients or if something is a mistake has been made or something like that. And that's one thing that drives me nuts. Um, I hope I never lose it, but you know, it, I, I just, I think I inadvertently kind of lock myself in with my clients to, mm -hmm. to their deals. Mm -hmm. So whether that hurts me or helps me, I don't know, but um, I do try and, and make sure that everyone's always on the same page. And, um, you know, the last thing you want is to have a surprise. Uh, so I think, you know, building expectations is just key. Yeah. You know, I've seen you in uh, sort of these crises mode or these when when things, you know, certainly in, in restaurants and in life and in real estate, things rarely go in a linear fashion, things there are always wrenches thrown in, and there are always things that happen at the last minute. And I think that that is evident in certainly in the service industry and dealing with people in general. And I see you, um, I observe you in those moments uh, strategizing and thinking, okay, what are my options, and what are, what is the best way to play this? And sometimes you actually talk it out loud. But I see that you have that skill where you are even keel, you keep your cool, you go into that mode that I think maybe your background has set you up for and is really unique and really helpful in in this industry because it rarely goes as as we think. And so uh, it's yeah. very impressive to watch you and I learn a lot from you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So know. it always makes me uncomfortable, but thank you. Well, no, but it's true. It's true. So, um, anything that any any secrets you want to divulge? Any 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 things about, about real estate? About, about me? About you? About real estate? About something that we don't know about you? No. no. no? Okay. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> we know it all. Oh, it's not suitable just, for the just airwaves. between you and me and Jesse, right? Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's listening to this, yeah. so it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, listen. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Great to get to know you. Thank you. For those of you that are listening, and uh, we learned some things here. And with that, we will see you on our next episode. All right. See y'all. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And again, you can find all of us, my co-hosts, Nathan Cowan, Jesse Trevino, and me, Steve Abrams, through our Got To Be Real Facebook page. 
and Got to Be Real is recorded live at Mystery Street Recording Company in the heart of Lakeview of Chicago and is your best guide and conversation starter for all things Chicago with a little real estate thrown in. Got to Be Real is produced by its hosts, us, Nathan Cowan, Jesse Trevino, and Steve Abrams, and we are all licensed realtors at Century 21 SGR in Chicago's West Loop. We can be reached at Got to Be Real podcast on Facebook. Please send us your suggestions, comments, questions, and ideas for upcoming topics for shows, and let us know if you'd like to be featured on an episode as well. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast, and again, thanks for listening. And of course, if you are looking to buy or sell some property, be sure to contact us at Got to Be Real Podcast on Facebook. 